This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. The start of Liam Manning's Bristol City career begins with an away point and a clean sheet at QPR. The game provided little excitement, however, with City looking most dangerous in the last 10 minutes. But it was one of those games where neither team really looked like scoring, so a draw was a fair result for me. We go into international break now in 11th place, played six, drawn four, lost six with a zero goal difference and crucially more time for Liam and Chris to get to know the players. And Matt, Liam would have learnt a lot from yesterday, right? Yeah, morning, mate. Um, morning, everyone. Yeah, he would have done. Um, I think, you know, I, I said it on the way up, I'd have taken a point because a point away from home is always good. I know that we've won previous to yesterday the last five league games at, at Queen's Park Rangers. Um, but some of what I've I've read and, and, and heard, Liam Manning's been in the building three days and I think has had two and a half sessions with the players openly came out and sort of said after the game that they'd worked on out of possession of the ball um, and kind of defensive shape. Well, big tick because we got a draw and Max O'Leary didn't have a save to make. So, you know, that's the positive. Yeah, it was absolutely a game lacking in quality um, from from both sides. So I, I can understand sort of comments around that. But, you know, for me, it, it's it's a point, it's a clean sheet, and now Liam Manning's got the international break of which I'm pretty sure he said on on um, the Radio Bristol interview, they'll be in working Monday to Thursday, um, have the weekend off, and then obviously work the following week up until the, the Middlesbrough game. Mm. So, you know, you'll, you'll think now that he'll look at that and go, right, OK, we need to look at the offensive side of things now um, and how we can get better at, at you know, creating more, um, more shots on goal. So... I just find it incredible that, that there's such a mass meltdown on what was a poor game. But then in fairness, it would have been the same if Nigel Pearson had been in charge and we drew nil-nil. The same meltdown would have you know would have would have appeared. So for me, happy to get away with a point um because it's travelling away from home and yeah, we move on and, and Liam Manning can get into him now. Well and QPR have got that new manager banked as exactly. much as we have. So Yeah, and I thought it was a, a good atmosphere for them. We were, were talking to a, a, a lad and his son on the way home on the tube. Um, and sort of the three of us, me, you and Darren, were talking, weren't we? And, and, and this lad sort of in, interjected, saying how it was sort of lacking in quality and how bad were QPR under Ainsworth if, you know, that was the display they put on. And this guy said it was like a, a, a remarkable improvement. Mm. Um, they actually sort of kept the ball and looked like they had a, an organisation to them. So, you know, again, let, let's give a little bit of credit as well to QPR having a, that that bit of a, a, a coaching structure. Yeah. Um, but they, you can't get away from the fact, dreadful game, dreadful game of football. You know, <laughs> it, it, But in some ways, I kind of perversely enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, don't know why, but the clean sheet. I thought the defending, Rob Dickey in particular. So yeah, it, it you know it was lacking in quality, um, but 
to, to question Liam Manning after only two and a bit days. And I know people will say the same about Millwall because Joe Edwards has gone in there and they won 4-0 yesterday. But you've, you've got no idea in the way that that game panned out or anything. So, yeah, not not for me. I'm, I'm, I'll take the point and then we move forward. Lee's three words were calm down everyone. Um, yeah, there you go, then, yeah. His little synopsis is amazed at the amount of fans who have lost their heads and expected a completely different performance because we've had a new manager for three days. Uh, yeah, so that backs up what you've just said, Matt. So um, let's do our talk club check-in. Matt, how are you at 10? Probably a six. Um, the the negativity has brought me down, I've got to be honest with you, um, because I wanted the the new manager bounce and to feel like everybody was absolutely behind Liam Manning. And, and don't get me wrong, I thought the support was excellent yesterday. Um, there wasn't any... Um, sort of chanting that, that was negative but just just a lot of the comments and probably a, a lot from keyboard warriors who didn't go to the game um but feel they've got a right to comment on it um and maybe listen to the radio so you know yeah yeah um i'll probably be a six as well uh had a great day yesterday the football often gets in the way of a london yeah. away day um nice to go back to the westwood sports bar we i think we took over the whole place more or less there was a few like it, didn't it? a yeah. few qpr fans in there but mostly city so yeah great to catch up with several several people and i always enjoy a, a london away day it's um it's always yeah. good and it, it, it if anything it gives us that extra bit of uh impetus to get into the premier league because we'll be up there all the time It'd be fantastic <laughs> well yeah it would be and 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 did it slightly differently yesterday, didn't we? We normally go on the train, um, but opted for, we, we drove to West Ryslip, got the tube in, and then, uh, yes, yeah, straight out yeah. of White City into the, the sports bar. That's good. Good to see lots of familiar faces. I got to catch up with a couple of mates of mine, Mark from, from Brighton, who I went to school with, um, and his lad Tom. So that no, was good. Yeah, Just to show me, cat my calf muscle didn't hold out. <laughs> well, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Um, yeah, but hopefully painful. you can get some get some treatment it's during the international break. break. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Let's bring in our guest who I bumped into in the toilets. Let's say no more about that. Yesterday, uh, Tim Knowles. How are you out of ten, sir? Too bad. But I think that was the highlight of my first half. <laughs> Actually, to be perfectly honest, um, yeah, probably six and a half. I'll give it an extra. An extra okay. half because our under nines won in the morning before I got the train up. So oh, nice. <laughs> you had a you had a victory then yesterday, yeah. Which yeah, nice. we did have a victory in the morning. So oh fantastic. Right, a little bit of admin before we get into the game. Um I've had a message from uh, a contributor, Adam Gould. He wants me to read this out. So Raya's Hands of Support is a registered charity set up by a Bristol family and run by volunteers who support children with autism and going through cancer treatment at Bristol Children's Hospital. All funds raised, they purchase food, vouchers, and provide children with entertainment bags when having treatment or facing long hospital stays due to their illness, helping take some of the pressure off of their families when they are faced with uncertain futures. The family that he is raising money for lost their four-year-old daughter to cancer in March of this year and have a son with autism. Both subjects are extremely close to their hearts. And they decided to join the two together and help raise awareness of both subjects, whilst including their daughter in everything that they continue to do in their name. If anyone wants to donate or find out more about fundraising, please get in touch through the website. And that is rayashandofsupport.org.uk. And that's R-A-E-Y-A-H-S, hands of support. That's all one word, .org. UK. There's a Christmas raffle on the 18th of December. Please do get involved. Uh, yeah, contact us 
for for direct for details on that so 3piapc at gmail.com we'll also be posting on our twitter at 3piapc oh just about got through that one but um yeah please yeah, do support point, mate, well if you can right okay let's talk about the starting lineup come to you first tim uh what were we expect what were you expecting from liam manning's first side and uh compare that to what we actually got yeah i was surprised that mehetti started however reading stuff that i have that he's quite a fan of mehetti so i guess that and sambo i guess has form has dropped off a little bit um in the last couple of weeks so when I looked at the lineup, I was surprised. And then when on reflection, you think, well, actually, you can probably see why he's made that change. Um, Feynman probably started and talked about other people talked about is because obviously he wanted his captain in the side, I think, from his first game. Um, rightly or wrongly, but the he was he was in that lineup. So I think the rest of the side probably picked itself. Um a bit disappointed Gordon Hickman wasn't in there somewhere because I think his passing and his uh, set pieces have been really good of late. So, but yeah, apart from that, with the obvious absentees, I think it was pretty much the, the side you'd expect, really. Yeah, Matt, for you, uh, there was that chance that the formation might change, but equally he wants them to, to play the way they know, maybe to get the best out of it than considering he's only had a short amount of time. But yeah, dropping not dropping because he didn't drop him from his side. He not selecting Taylor Gardner Hickman with the delivery quality that we've had. And he's been on the up. I think he was even man of the match for the last game was a surprise for me. Yeah, it was. Um, he clearly wanted to get Mametti into the team um, as a, a, a starting point. And I think as Tim said, the, the Andy Vineman, um decision was based on, First game under a new manager, a, a, a youngish team, um, and what an experienced sort of pro in there as his captain um, to help the, the youngsters through. Um, I absolutely get some of the comments around, you know, picking sort of players who are on form, etc. But I can also understand why 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 Liam Manning did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably as the game panned out, and certainly as the game ended, I'd be very surprised not to see. Taylor Gardner Hickman in the starting lineup against Middlesbrough, um, all things being equal. So, yeah, he didn't he didn't have a lot of room for movement. Um, you know, we we talked about potentially would he change shape, and and we hope to see, you know, maybe a two up top and something a little bit more attacking, um, because we know under Nigel Pearson we we've also been a little bit, um, you know, goal shy. Uh, but I also understand why he went with a trusted, and I, and I think that will have come a lot from the likes of Pat Mountain and Khalifa Cisse having their input into it as well. So not not a, a, a whole surprise. I mean, what was it? A, a kind of 4-2-3-1 shape yep. um, that, that morphed into a 4-3-3 at times. Um, so yeah, not 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 completely unsurprising on that. Tim, on Andy Vyman, uh, yes, he's the club captain, but for me, he is best and always has been best up front in a two or working behind a front two, not having to worry about what's going on behind him. I think he, in the, in the last few games, he's, he's been worrying too much about other people and other positions, youngsters guiding them through. Got to focus on, on his own game, which is going forward and in a more attacking position. Yeah, totally agree. I just thought he looked lost in that game yesterday. He was neither, I think he was torn between, like you said, coming back and helping the midfield 
all supporting Conway, and he actually ended up doing neither, yeah. and just or if he was like a passenger. I mean, the, the the most I can remember him doing, which was a vital touch, is he blocks a shot, I think, from a corner. Yeah, in the come on to that. Yeah, the only thing I can remember him doing in the in the whole of the first I half. Just, I just don't see him as a tenting. I just no. don't see him as that. You know, you talk about Tommy Conway. Tommy can play there because he's got a little bit more, I don't know, creativity or, or cleverness about him. Um, I'm I'm with Patch. I just see Andy Vyman as playing in a, in a two up top or even maybe centrally. But again, I think we struggle with one up top anyway. Um, yeah. It doesn't so, yeah, get the best out of Conway either. Con- it does, Conway it definitely does. needs yeah. someone alongside him. Mm. Go on, Tim. I said Conway looked so isolated yesterday. I mean, he, he ran his socks off doing all the closing down, but nothing yeah. crazy. How many, t- <laughs> how many touches do you think Tommy Conway had yesterday? Well, probably about four and three. Six. Six touches. Six touches in the the 70 minutes he was on. Right. So that works out as a touch, you know, once every 11 minutes. And courtesy of James Piercy there, Bristol Live. But yeah, six touches. And, you know, if you're going to have one up top, you've got to have one. They they had it in Lyndon Dykes, not a player I, I would like, but, you know, physical. And then when they brought the lad on, um, I think it was Sinclair Armstrong, physical and could move around and and you said it to me pat yesterday um you've been crying out for a, a, a famara type since Famara's left. left yeah <laughs> but we just don't have that player chrissy martin to an extent was a little bit more physical and could could bring the ball under control um but not in the same way and, and you know i'd like to think that liam manning will spot that and if we want to go down that route um, then fine. But I actually still think we need that physical presence to get the best out of a Tommy Conway and a Harry Cornick from that point of view. Yeah, completely agree. I think uh, I, I'd like to see if we're going to continue with the same personnel. For me, it has to be two up front. So, uh, and whether that's a, a four, three, three, but the, but the two and the one at the top rather than a three, um, but we still need that width. So there's a definitely a conundrum to be fixed going forward. Yeah. And and he certainly seems like the man to do that. He's got the the playbook, he's got the set pieces, he's got the knowledge. So let's let's see what happens going forward. But uh just to remind everyone the team of yesterday. So it was Max O'Leary in goal, and then right to left, George Tanner, Zach Viner, Rod Dickey, Cam Pring, Matty James and Jason Knight in the middle, and then Sykes on the right, Vyman in the middle, and Mimetti on the left, and then Tommy Conway up top. On the bench, Sam, uh, Stefan Bajic, Jamie Knight-Labelle, Carl Naismith, Joe James, Taylor Gardner-Hickman, Ephraim Yaboa, Harry Cornick, and Sam Bell. Uh, we haven't spoken about Carl Naismith as well, Matt. Um, he's another option at the back, in the middle. Um, so another selection problem coming up for, for two weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, Carl is is one of those players that does get the ball down and does look for that pass that opens things up. So, But it also, also then becomes a little bit of where you fit players in because at the moment, you're not dropping Jason Knight as a, a, an absolute shoe-in um, and you're not dropping Matty James. Um, you know, for all of his critics, of which I've been one at times, Matty James, you really appreciate when he's not in the team. So it's it's a difficult difficult conundrum from that point of view. Um, and there have been players, as Tim said, Sam Bell's not been in the greatest form. So some players have been slightly out of form. Um, but I think the, the key thing is you want to see players, when they get an opportunity, take it. So a little bit like 
when Taylor came on last night. He he put in a, a performance that helps open up and create stuff, didn't it? So yeah. On the Sam Bell comment, uh, yeah, agree. He's been out for him, but fair play to him. He's been selected for the men's under twenties yep. or the elite team, I think they're they're known, uh, which is a new one on me. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Sam Bell, and we should be watching yeah. on in interest. So uh, good luck for that one. Right into the game then. First minute, the ball comes into Conway. It's laid back to James, and Sykes is away on the right. Cuts inside. He shoots, but it's blocked. Um, and it's at this point that we can see that it's four two three one, and there were a chance of Liam Madding's cider army. So uh, an early opportunity, Tim. Yeah, it's um, it's probably it was, yeah, it was definitely uh, 30, 40 seconds in, wasn't it? It was like yeah. the great was starting on the front foot because chatting on the tube on the way up, we said we really need to start this game on the front foot. I think to to take it to them. So that was a positive thing, and uh, yeah, not a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah my my next my next note is 39th minute um and that is a qpr shot that was going on target and andy vyman is there to make a good block max o'leary was behind but nonetheless matt andy vyman getting in to make a block yeah i think again going back to what liam manning talked about it being um you know when we haven't got the possession um making sure we've got a shape and we're we're back in position and doing the the ugly side of it as well and and, and credit to Andy Weimer for doing that and I did feel that we we did look solid yesterday um you know as I say the fact that Max doesn't have a save to make is is no bad thing away from home is it so 41st minute Mimetti free kick after Pring wins a foul on the left Cross comes in. Weiman has to duck really low to flick it on, but it comes to nothing. It wasn't the greatest free kick with the likes of Dickie in the middle, Tim. Um, it was a surprising selection of cross for me, that one from Mimetti. Yeah, especially as we hadn't really had a lot of, you know, it'd been bitty, hadn't it, the game, I guess. Mm. Uh, QPR probably grew into it as the half went on, got more confidence. Um, and my my sort of thing was, I think, is it Smythe's uh, Paul Smythe? On yeah, that and side, I thought he was he was a threat, and they were yeah. looking for him the whole time. And luckily, a lot of their balls from the back were overhit and missed him. But they were looking to drop that ball in to give Cam a problem most mm. of the game. So um, yeah, so I thought yeah, chance set piece, good delivery. But then again, as we mentioned before, without without Taylor in the team, our set delivery goes back to our probably pre criticisms when. We couldn't put a decent corner or cross in, whether it be Jade Silver in the past or Mahetti or we just even Matty James to an extent. We tried it. Can't yeah. see a decent delivery in. Well, and that's what the big difference for me that TGH has made when he's come in. He, yeah. I, I haven't seen him cross uh, a bad corner, to be fair, uh, that I can think of. Um, and also his deliveries will come on to one a bit later, but that one for the for the Rob Dickey goal at home, he's had a couple of opportunities in similar positions for that. Um, highlight two highlights of the first half for me. Um, three highlights of the first half for me. The 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 excellent last post at the start and the tributes that were made. Um, fantastic. Always always brings a lump to the throat. Um, watching the the massive jumbo jets come into Heathrow was another one, and and zero minutes injury time, Matt. I don't think I've seen that for some time. No, yeah, you were a little bit perplexed by that, weren't you? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, Patch, having watched a lot of games on the TV over the weekends, 
um, last weekend and sort of during the week. That that for me was the best last post rendition that I've seen. Um, it was absolutely note perfect and brings a lump to your your throat, don't you? And you know, an opportunity to thank all of those service men and women um, for for everything they do for the country. So yeah, it was um, and remembering those as well. Absolutely. But yeah, brilliant. And and as you say, I mean. I had to keep pointing out planes to you because I know what you like, but it did feel a little bit like that. There. Oh, <laughs> there's another one. More interesting than yeah, what was going on on the pitch and the the, the Mimetti thing. Um, again, I I need to stop looking at the forums and um, X feed. Um, you know, the, the the lad's been lambasted again, and he's not, he's never going to be a championship player, and he he hasn't featured, and there's clearly for me lacking in confidence we saw what he's about and i know it's easy to keep harping back but he he was giving Sunderland all sorts of problems away at the stadium unlike last season so there is a player in there he just needs to work with liam manning and again liam manning hasn't worked offensively with the players so you know he will get other opportunities he just didn't seize it yesterday which is a shame for him Early on, I thought he, he looked fairly lively. He did look like he was trying to cause problems, but sadly that, that faded. But, you know, again, give them a chance. Um, hopefully he turns into a Zach Viner where those knockers end up having to eat their words and, you know, realise we've got a player there. But uh, I just want to want to get behind him because I, I like Mimetti. I really do. And that was only his third start of the season. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. And yeah, he's, he's now made, that's his 26th appearance in all, but a lot of them were as a substitute so yeah absolutely we'll see see how it goes but uh certainly hopefully that uh that liam will get a, a tune out of him as he seems seems to to like him i think he was linked to him in january was it with oxford so yeah um i think that they were talking about him going on loan there in january i think yeah Dent magic your bristol-based car body repair company visit us at cribs causeway or central bristol or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace have you got a scuff scratch or dent on your vehicle Dent magic can fix them all if you need the magic touch for your vehicle visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today Right, halftime summary from Rob, which is longer than the notes I've made, surprisingly. <laughs> right, not an awful lot to write home about. Pretty even half with few chances for either side. We've shown flashes of the adjustments that Manning has talked about in terms of a higher press and being more comfortable on the ball. But it's been sporadic and is a gear shift to what we've been used to. Realistically, it will take a little while to embed and for it to become second nature. In the main, the front four have remained little detached. So in the second half, we need to try and connect better. It's been noticeable that Pring has definitely been more advanced than normal. So I'm guessing that that's where we're going to target any overload. We'll need to remain patient, but with some small improvements in possession, the game is still there to be won. Happy with that, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I necessarily think Cam was more advanced. Um, I think he had an awful lot of space on the left-hand side and didn't get the ball. So he he was quite often on the halfway line um, with no one near him. And I guess he was working sort of more more with Mimetti. So, so actually probably... Uh, well, I don't think he was... He was... But he was probably more advanced in the last home game where he seemed to yeah, be I, like part of a front five. <laughs> I, I I thought so. Um, I actually thought he had quite a, a, a poor game for Cam yesterday. And But in fairness, that's credit to the, to the lad, um, for them, Smith, um, mm. who, who caused him all sorts of problems, eventually leading to a booking um, 
but yeah, I, I think again, a, a, another stat that I've read from, from James, um, the number of passes we've had is it was so over 500, which exceeded our average of 420 or something um, yesterday. And there was a lot of passing out from the back from Max to, to Zach, to Rob, and they would then sort of play it square. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel yesterday bored by that and almost that it was passing for passing sake. I did feel like there was a, a purpose for it. But you certainly it feel more comfortable bit... when, when we've got the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it just felt it was a little bit too slow at times. Um, and sometimes, as I say, campering was was unmarked and Sykesy as well in the first half. Um, and we didn't get the ball out to them quick enough. Zach tried a number of times a, a sort of diag, didn't he? Did. Um, one, one, I think, came off, but a couple others went out. But... Um, Liam Manning was kind of applauding the idea. So, again, it's just going to take a little bit of time to to, to get their their principles embedded in. But um, I thought I thought again, you know, we 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 looked after the ball. We were better in possession yesterday at times. Forty ninth minute is a short corner from Ameti to Sykes. Eventually worked goalwards. Claims of a handball, but eventually it comes wide to Sam wide to Tammy and his cross comes out to Matty James who shoots goalwards and it f- deflects into the keeper's arms. I think that might have been the first shot on did target. Did you say wide to Tammy then? Tammy? I did put, yeah, it does say <laughs> I've got, got a, a bit of game. <laughs> it, says, it says Tommy, but I, I in my head I said Tammy. Yeah, comes wide to Tommy. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, that was a, the first opportunity um, and th- that, that short corner, Tim, not Tam, not Tom. Um, yeah, it was an opportunity again to get the ball in the box for the likes of Rob Dickey. And we go for a short corner. It leads to Mameti coming inside and then sort of being bundled down or the, you know, it could have touched a hand. But it was a little bit of a schmoz. Yeah, it's again one of those where you need that ball in quickly and it just sort of summed up our overall play. It was always almost too precise. Like, let's get have it so it's perfect in front of me before I try and swing it in or play that pass. And the moment's gone then because they were back in their shape. Mm. That was like, you know, you were talking about the passing from the back. And I, from where I was sat, because we were on that left-hand side, Cam was free on the touchline, but we kept turning back inside and not giving yeah. them the ball a lot because we were saying that a lot on, on our little bit because um, we were on that side. And it was just like, you know, Matt, as much as I do like Matty James and uh, one of my friends who was there yesterday, um, he used to play midfield, decent sort of semi-pro level, and he was just. He said, "Matty James frustrates me because he just slows it down too much. He doesn't play that first-time ball." And I, I can obviously I do agree with you. We look worse. I want him in the side, but I just wish sometimes he'd just look up, look up rather than backwards to try and get us on the phone. But I guess that's one thing that the man can work on. He did mm. say he's got to work on that because it, it was our passing, and then it just seemed to me that in front of us. We, started, we ended up then being statues because no top comment that would make one run and then they'd stop and nothing would come. And then by the time that they thought about passing forwards, we all stood still. <laughs> so yeah. that's the bit we need to work on in, in my view. Okay, Matt, you've already alluded to this. 58th minute, Pring booked for a clumsy challenge. And uh, yeah, say so, uh, the QPR lad was certainly asking a lot of questions of him. Yeah, he, he was decent. Um, and again, Chatting to the, the the lads on the the tube, they sort of said that he's you know he's been in good form. Paul Smythe, I keep calling him Smith. Yeah. I guess he could pronounce it Smith. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, 
I was glad when he went off a bit a bit later on. I'm sure Cam was. And in fairness to Cam, he he, he stuck at it. He got a number of important blocks in. Um, certainly as, as the game went on, but um, you know, one of one of our contributors, Tom, had sort of said, um, watching it from abroad, that um, he thought Cam looked absolutely shattered within the first sort of five ten minutes. Um, and I just think he, he just got run run a little bit ragged. But we we do need to to look at getting that ball out wide. And I do wonder sometimes because of, and and I thought the partnership was brilliant yesterday with Zach and um, and Rob. But because Rob is obviously right footed, plays on the left, for him to sort of play the ball out, it takes a little bit longer than it does if he's naturally left footed and can play it kind of up the line. A couple of times it was a little bit slow, so come out of wait for the ball, and then by then they got back into shape a little bit so think things that can be worked on and I'm sure they will and I, I do think from what I've read and seen of Liam Manning he's very analytical you know they brought the other um, first team coach in that seems to do a lot of the videos and, and concentrate on on Kraus um, yeah Kraus yeah the, the individual sort of passages of play and stuff so I do I do expect to see an improvement but I'm realistic that that isn't going to come in th- two and a half days and isn't going to come in two and a half weeks. You know, you, you're talking, he needs a number of weeks and months to, to get his style embedded in the team, doesn't he? Yeah. Tim, do you think, so Campering must do almost like the most running in the team because he's up, he's back, he's got to focus yeah. on defending as yeah. much as attack. I wonder. I just wonder if if he's got a different training regime program to, to the other players. So no, he, he may have to do a lot of his his sprinting going back towards our own goal yesterday, which is probably you know one of the most yeah, difficult. And he first half he did get run ragged, but I thought second half he 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 was actually today he sort of got a bit more of the measure of him. I know he got the book in, but that this might definitely didn't get as much joy second half as he did first. So, but yeah, I mean he's a fit lad and he can and he does go up and back. But yeah, when you sprinted all that way back and then you look round and Smythe's already gone past him because he was sort of playing like a wing back, I think, wasn't he? Smythe's yeah. type of thing. So when Cam had got the opportunity to go forward, he then had to leg it all the way yeah, back because that exactly. guy was on his bike straight away behind him without, you know, that. So, yeah, I can understand probably why he was shattered yesterday. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think he still looks fit, I think. And he got, I think he yeah. grew in the second half. I thought he got better. So that suggests he is strong in terms of... Yeah fitness because he was he was much better second half well, okay one thing that hasn't changed this seems to be the 60th minute is the time when the changes are rung um so it was mametti off and bell on sykes switching to the left and vyman off and taylor gardner hickman on with knight pushing up and taylor dropping back in to sit in with matty james so matt your thoughts on those substitutions and uh i think you know you expressed at the time that you didn't think mametti was the one to come off yeah, I, I just felt um, the Andy Vineman one I got, um, Mimetti, I thought, was doing just as much as, as Sykes on the other side, really. But um, I understand why why the, the change was made. Um, and, and maybe, as I say, that's that, that's probably more a case of me wanting it to work for Anis and, and wanting to see him given the opportunity. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not critical of the decision at all. You absolutely needed to get Taylor Gardner-Hickman into it um so yeah i I can understand the changes and belly we know is going to run out yeah exactly um and 
the switch. Sykes to the left and Mehmeti to the right. Tim, any thoughts on that? It's, it's something I mentioned before, just amongst our group. I said, when I used to obviously play, even at, when we weren't, we had our wide players. And if, if they weren't doing well and you'd spot, well, I think that fullback slower and our quickest guys on the wrong side, we'd switch them over during the game. And that wouldn't be necessarily the manager. It'd be us in the game to do it. Mm. And I've not seen that at professional level in seasons that we'd switch wingers. Yeah. So I thought quite refreshing for a change to think, oh, because everything seems to be so rigid because there's a game plan. You have to stay in your positions. Yeah. And it was nice to actually see a switch in a, in a, in a sort of game just for once, just to see well, it. Yeah. And it, 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 did, it, did to, yeah, it did seem to, to give Sykes more joy thinking about it. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, 66 minute, Matt, Jason Knight booked for a shove in the chest. Luckily, the shove was below the neck and in the chest. Otherwise, that's probably a red card, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if it's in the face, it definitely is. I mean, it it was handbags, wasn't it? So um, good to see a referee sensibly make the right call. But as quite rightly, um, people sort of said, you you don't want to give him that opportunity to make a decision. Um, So, yeah, something, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll speak about because it is a needless booking and he'll get a fine for it, won't he? So, um, but yeah, it was something of nothing, wasn't it? Another substitution, 71st minute, Tim. Conway off, Cornick on. And that was just a case of, as we said, Conway wasn't getting a lot of joy. So, um, yeah, I'm being asked to be that lone striker. So it's chance for, for Cornick. Yeah, I thought it was the right move to bring Cornick on. Whether you could have, I don't know, when the changes brought Cornick on and just moved Tommy back. So he was playing in the sort of number 10 role. Because I think with Cornick on there, if Tommy was running past him, you know, with Cornick being the more physical, and then could give Tommy the chance to run from deep rather than being that front-line mm. player that wasn't getting the ball. So in the future, that might be something to look at. Um, well, Wells is injured or something. But, um but yeah, no, I thought it was the right call. And I thought, you know, our best period of the game was after Cornick came on. For I know he's got a lot of detractors, but I thought we picked our game up along with Bell and Gardner Hickman being on the pitch. We looked a better side and actually more of a threat going forward because we were sort of, although they didn't have any chances, they keep all huffing and puffing, but they were on top of us, weren't they, in that game? Um, and Max didn't have a save to make, I think, or the whole game, actually. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. But some of that was their poor. They got free, but their crossing went into their own crowd. So they were, yeah. they yeah. were just as bad as us on their quality, oh, luckily. God, I haven't made, obviously don't usually make notes about QPR's attacks, mm. but a lot of them were shots shanked into, into the stand. <laughs> thank goodness. I, was, I, was, I think the best thing for us was Elias' chair was suspended in that game. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> he's quality he's got but you also quality. wonder if if someone like him opening it up makes you have to play slightly different and then mm. there's other other gaps that come but you're right i mean he's a he's a quality player isn't he so matt on cornick obviously we've seen him uh, as a finisher more so than as a starter and and for for me he comes on and he does put himself about he's his legs seem to go ev- everywhere he's got go go gadget legs i think sometimes that he just reaches out and gets the ball um and yeah last yesterday 20 minutes 25 minutes i think he put in a good shift i i mean you know i, I love tommy conway no one's going to argue who's the, the the better sort of striker and that you would want uh you know if you were if you were keeping a player or anything like that but there's no doubt that, that Harry Cornick came on 
and made a difference yesterday in that lone role. Um, but that's because that isn't a role that suits Tommy. So, you know, I expect to see Cornick come on and, and, and make a difference there. Um, and he did. And, and there, there was a moment where Sam Bell broke. Um, and if he plays a better ball in. Well, should we just come to that now? Yeah. Well, so that, that moment, if he plays a better ball in, yeah. then Cornick's in. 76 minute max long throw sets Bell away. His ball to Cornick is heavy, but it eventually finds Knight via Tanner, who shoots wide. So it does lead to an opportunity. But Matt, you're absolutely right. Come back to you now. It was uh it was a great opportunity. If the ball from Bell was slightly better, then Cornick could have been in on goal. Yeah, and it and it, you know, it wasn't a difficult pass for him to make. He just pushes it too wide and and Cornick's then having to go wide. But it showed that he was having an impact on it. And, you know, he, he he's he's more physical than than Tommy. So he was giving the um the QPR sort of defenders a little bit more to think about. So um I'm not saying I would I would start him necessarily um because I think both are better in a two but if you are going to play that one you're more likely to get more out of Harry Cornick playing there than you are Tommy, I think. Okay, here's the business end of the game now. Uh, lots of notes to make. So, yeah, this is this is where lots of notes were made uh, in this game. So, 78th minute, City break again. James Goodwork in the middle takes on players and Sykes' cross is aimed at Bell, who can't quite get round his man. Uh, and it comes out to TGH, who shoots over. Um, so, this was an opportunity. There's another one coming up for, for Sam Bell that we'll talk, obviously, more about. But... This rolls out to, to to TGH Tim, and you you think for for his set piece deliveries and his corners, you think that's at least going to go on target, but it's yeah. leaning back and over. Yeah, it's a shame really because it was a good move. Bell, I mean, they defended well. I thought QPR with those cutbacks and that we were doing, they got a body in there and blocked us off and stuff. But yeah, so that opportunity was that shot in the edge box, and he's usually quite calm with his stuff, wasn't he? But he sort of just. Was it one of those eyes lit up and just leather it? And it was always going over, I think, wasn't it? He had time. He had a bit more time yeah. than he probably had. I don't know if anyone was sort of giving him that time shape or not. I don't know. But yeah, same. Yeah, you expect, I mean, what with what we've seen, he's got more quality than he showed on that particular yeah. thing. But yeah. probably, probably summed up the day. <laughs> yeah. And, and at the start of that move, Matt, Matty James, he kind of shifted it from his left foot to his right foot and then danced through a couple of players. Mm. And that's what we want to see more of from Matty James, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Um, I think there was a, an element, a little bit of, um, a little bit fortuitous the way that the sort of ball broke for him within a couple of the challenges. But yeah, you you want to see you want to see all your midfielders pushing forward. Um, you know, I think I think we were we were very defensive in shape. It was only when ninety went into that ten and pushed forward that we really started to see um, the the attacking intent, wasn't it? So. Uh, but you, you, you know, I know you were, um, I'll say livid, that's putting it politely with the Taylor Gardner Hickman <laughs> chance because it is, you know, even when I was a, a, a coach for youth football, it's all about getting your knee over the ball and you know, the target. He just he just kind of thrashed out a bit, didn't he? Yeah, more chances, we'll get more chances with that. Yeah. And we've seen it in recent games as well. I mean, he had one pushed over the bar, I think, in the last game and similar in the game before. So it will happen for him. So next game, you've heard it here first, TGH to score. Uh, bet The bet is going on. Don't let me forget that. Right. Um, 80, 80th minute, it's a, it's a TGH free kick. 
in the same position as when he crossed into for Dickey to glance in at home. But Dickey, I don't know, I, I was watching Dickey and not the delivery. Um, and he was being absolutely manhandled. Uh, if, if he'd have gone down, maybe got a penalty, but but there we go, it doesn't happen. And that one falls out to Matty James, who slices over. So another opportunity, Matt, in the 80th minute. Yeah, I think Matt is getting that that volley on the edge of the area in his head now, isn't he? With <laughs> yeah. the success that he's had, but you know, you you want to see it. Um, you're right. There was a lot of sort of pulling in, um, manhandling going on. Uh, potentially one that we'll talk about there. I, I think was a pen, um, but the rest of them you you expect to see in a game. Yeah, so um, here it is. Eighty uh, first minute. Knight plays a great full brute. A great ball through to Sykes, who crosses, and Sam Bell can't get his body shape right to slide home under pressure, was the note I made at the time. Watching it back, I still quite can't quite work out, Tim, what actually happened here, but it looks like a penalty. It looks like Sam Bell should yeah. have scored. It's a Either way, it's a fantastic opportunity. Great work from Knight and Sykes on the right-hand side. Yeah, I mean, at the time, like you watching it live, I just saw defenders tell his job, got his body in the way, made Sam almost have to try and go round him to get to the ball. So at the time, I just thought it was good defending. Obviously, you know, if I guess if we had VAR in the championship, they might have gone back and had a look at it. But I think, to be fair to the ref, I would have not, you know, I wouldn't have seen that as a penalty in real time. And, you know, he'd have to have eyes in the back of his head. And the linesman's on the other side because he was by me. So the linesman maybe was on the other side at that he may have been able to see it was a pull. It looked like he pulled his back by the back of his yeah. collar, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's your but, v- yeah. view on that one, Matt? I, I, I mean, if it, if it is a penalty, then it's a red card, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, Open I, goal. Think, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, double I, I don't know what that, that. that law is with double <laughs> jeopardy. If he's, I think it's if he's make, making an attempt at the ball, which I don't think the defender was. But my reasoning for the penalty was Sam Bell was absolutely furious with it. You know, he, he kind of was saying to the, the ref and showing that he was being sort of pulled back. Um, and actually the defender that did it, he was the, the right back, was laughing um, at Sam Bell and, and, and almost in agreement that he kind of got away with it. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think they probably got away with one there. Um, and I don't know, Patch, if the Zach Viner incident was before or after that one but you know when we watched that back where Zach sort of a little bit clumsy uh, yeah. yeah so you know I think if you're going to say Sam Bells was a pen you could probably say that Zach's was a, was a pen as well if we're being fair well, Tim, these these are game changing moments aren't they if we win that 1-0 at QPR uh, it changes the whole complexion of our day fans, <laughs> yeah. fans who were having the whinge yeah, it's pretty similar to the Millwall game, the Millwall away game, wasn't it? When that not a lot happened in that game, really. We weathered the score and then we did score in the 94th minute or whatever. Yeah. So I guess there's a lot of, sort of similarities with that game where it was quite a dull game and <clears throat> we come out, we were all happy because we scored yeah. in the 94th minute. Absolutely. And we so, and I think a couple of seasons ago, QPR, I think Naki Wells scored a really late goal when it yeah. wasn't a great game as well. So, um, yeah, I, it would have been, to be fair, it would have been a hard, Although I wouldn't have cared, it would have been, it would have been hard <laughs> UPR to yeah. have lost that game. I think absolutely. Yeah, I said at the very start, I thought it was a, a fair result, all things considered. Yeah. Um, okay, it's eighty uh, fifth minute now. There was three attacking plays in the space of three minutes that all came to nothing. First one was Sykes in 
on the right-hand side. And he kind of turned back to pass to, I'm not sure who it was, Tanner maybe on the right-hand side, and he passed it out of play. A simple pass, yeah. not made, and, and that uh, hyper-frustration once more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sykes, he knows it himself. I mean, he, he put in a hell of a shift in the second half, but yeah, it was, it was poor, wasn't it? Uh, he's got to do better there. Second one, uh, Knight is the one whose cross is pulled back. Um, and Tim, that one was just pulled back into an area where someone should be, that, but there wasn't. I think in some of those spaces, I was thinking it's a shame because I, because I think Tommy would be in that space. That's the sort exactly. of place he operates it. So the yeah. pulls that Tommy would thrive off. The, when, he when he's off. off the pitch yeah exactly yeah really good point Perfect. last last 12 minutes we had five or six opportunities that needed mm. a tommy conway on the end of it and yeah really really frustrating uh and then the third one was a similar one from coming on the left hand side matt it was sam bell pulling it back again no nobody there to finish it off it was all of a theme wasn't it um they all seemed to pull him back to the penalty spot as opposed to finding a pass to the man even um, if you hit a defender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they they were all of a, an absolute theme. Got inside the fullback, opportunity to cross, find the man. But yeah, we, we didn't. So 89th minute, long throw from Cornick is flicked on by Sykes, headed out. Cornick does well to get another cross in. And it's Dickey with an acrobatic shot that doesn't trouble the keeper. He kind of jumped in the air and steered it goalwards, Tim, on that one. But that was yeah, a good opportunity behind him a bit wasn't it he did yeah. well to work yeah they couldn't get that connection over him i mean if for him to to score late on it, but well to keep you up i mean they had naki well score against them didn't they a couple of seasons ago yeah who did, or the home support would have just wouldn't have been too happy with that at all but yeah it's a shame you'll probably come on to it but he had another effort was it after that yeah, just after that, it's ninety first minute. I've got written down here. Um, yes, Dicky just desperately trying to break free and engineer a shot. One gets cut out, and then he gets another opportunity. And I think Matt, it was blocked when he had to try and shoot. But it, you mentioned it. We've seen him score like that for QPR. Yeah, it, it just looked like it was set up. Um, you know, he, he he strode forward. He tried to kind of hit it with pace, but with with a bit of curve on it. And and yeah, it was blocked. Uh, I think the keeper probably saves it. I mean, that was the other thing, Patch. How big was Begovic? Yeah, Bloody big. massive, wasn't he? Can't believe it when he sort of strode towards our end. But good, good to see Rob Dickey and and showed the attacking intent that you've got your centre half, you know, practically on the edge of their box taking a shot. So yeah. So Begovic, we were asking the question of each other yesterday: How old and how tall? Do you want to have a guess? So I said late thirties, didn't I? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go thirty-eight and I'm right. gonna go six foot five. Tim. I was, I was just exactly the same as Matt. I thought he'd be at least <laughs> thirty-eight and six five six six. He's yeah. huge. He is uh he's six six and he's thirty-six. Oh, there you go. There we go. All right. Fact of the day. Thank you very much. Right, uh, that took us to the end. There was five minutes injury time, which obviously was all substitutions. Um Made you happy though that there was injury time at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean that would have been surely a first of all time if it was zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. annoyingly, we did have another chance for a long throw-in, I think, and the referee blew up, which was frustrating. But well, uh... if you watch that as well, um, 
I don't know if it was was Taylor Gardner Hickman was saying to to Harry Cornick like get a move on because Cornick yeah. was kind of as he's walking across rubbing his shirt and you know walking <laughs> over and it's like just get a move on so, yeah. yeah yeah exactly I remember okay. looking at the clock at the other end and it was showing ninety five oh five when Cornick was walking over yeah for that I thought ne- we're never going to get this rowing in and it yeah didn't. exactly <laughs> right Matt ratings yes. Um, so, I mean, I know a number of people that they, these have all been fours and, and Liam Manning are two from some of what I've read. So, <laughs> but yeah, I've not quite gone there. And although I joke about it, anybody who watches City are entitled to their own opinion. That's what, you know, I keep saying it. That's what makes it what it is. No one's more right than wrong than anybody else. Um, but yeah, obviously when it comes to ratings, I, I'm right. Um, so Max, I've gone six, um, because basically he did everything he needed to do. There were no saves, but he, a couple of times he came out and punched. Um, his distribution was was pretty decent yesterday. Obviously, that one moment with Sam Bell where he, he sort of threw it as well. So, yeah, nothing more, nothing less, really, for Max. Um, going right to left, so I've gone Georgia six. Thought Georgia had a decent game. Uh, Zach, I went a six. Could have been a seven. And the reason I went six for Zach was he was a little bit sloppy at times with his passing. There were a number of times where he he tried to thread a ball through and it got cut out and a couple that he did put into touch. So I, I gave Zach a six because it was a, a you know a, a performance I'd expect from him. Um, next to Zach, and I've gone big there for big Rob, but Rob I've gone an eight. I thought he was he was brilliant again, Rob Dickey. Um, head and shoulders our best player yesterday for me. Um, so yeah, I've gone an eight for Rob, uh, and then Cam. Again, probably a reflection on on the, the the performance of Paul Smythe, but Cam, I went a five because uh, I thought he was up against it, committed a number of fouls in in very dangerous positions, um, and yeah, for me, just wasn't at his 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 best yesterday. So so I went a five yesterday for Cam. All about opinions, I know, Matt. Uh, Chris yep. Chard, regular listener, Cam, man of the match. I love Chris um, and, tra- and, and travels home and away um, with a grandson, George. So absolutely respect um, Chris's opinion there. But Chris, I'm sorry, we have to disagree on this one. Um, yeah, not 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 for me. Um, get, definitely grew back into it, but I thought you had a, a torrid time. Um, but you're a much nicer person than I am. So yeah, you're, you're, you're man of the matches for it. Um Midfield-wise, I've got Matty James a six. I thought Matty did what Matty does. Um, Sykesy, I've gone six. Probably on the first half, that might have been looking at a five because I just didn't see him in the game at all. Um, but again, I think that was as much for us not getting the ball out to him. I did think he grew into it and I thought he he did cause a number of problems and linked well with Jason Knight as the game kind of you know entered the, the last knock-ins. So I, I went with a six for Sykesy. Um, and then Jason Knight, I thought, was almost alongside Dickie. I went seven for, for Jason Knight. Playing a position um, he doesn't like to be in that defensive-minded sort of setup. Um, we saw the best of him, but I constantly allude to it with Jason Knight. His, his energy levels are just incredible. Um, you know, he, he, he he's strong in the challenge as well. He won a number of those balls on the right-hand side and he's just driving forward with defenders pulling his shirt and, yeah, I think he's a brilliant player. I do worry with Jason Knight going off again on international break. Yeah. The, the amount of football that he's been asked to play. Yeah, agreed. Um, there's all... And, 
I'd never want him as a lad because it must be such an honour to play for your country. But there's almost a time where you kind of want him to go, got a little bit of a knock. I need the, the sort of rest. And, and it would have been good for him. would have been good for all of them. Um, possibly with, with Max being the exception, but the likes of Sykes as well to be available to work on the offensive stuff this week. Mm. Um, but yeah. Completely selfishly looking at that from a Bristol City Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Um, so yeah, so seven for 90, six for, for Mark. Uh, and then from a sub point of view, Taylor, I've gone six when he came on. Um, you know, he, he helped to change the attacking intent, but I'm not going to say it was a seven from him. You know, he was just, calm what he does on the ball um and then from a, a sort of so I, I guess Andy as well playing the midfield um I'll let I'll let you boys choose on this one I've gone five for Andy um but again for me it's more of a reflection of where he's being played um absolutely yes there's energy levels and is positioning and was often the first one to react to the press um, trigger that they'd obviously worked on a number of times he was the one chasing into the box to try and close the ball down um, so I, I debated it between a, a five and a six but I, I went five because I still feel we're not seeing the best of Andy Vyman but as I say I think that's as much from where he's being played as opposed to anything from Andy you, you're never going to fault his work rate or his efforts yeah I, I agree and I, I, I just want him to get that opportunity so that he hasn't got to worry too much about defending at the moment he's probably 50 50 50 thinking about defense 50 thinking about attack i want to see that swung to 70 30 80 20 in favor of attack uh, for me that's when we'll see see the best of andy again tim yeah it's fine because he's a top guy i mean i've met him before in a coffee shop and had a chat with him he's a lovely, lovely guy and he was on the pod wasn't he um a while yeah. back so you know it's not as if they're not but yeah at the moment he just is struggling, just seems to me to struggling to get his game going. And he always had those injuries, which is he's never had got consistent time. Um, and it was almost like the way he's positioning yesterday, we couldn't even get the ball to him because it was almost like he's behind all their players. So yeah. how can we get the ball through to him? So he's, he's not impacting the game at all. Um, and like you say, Matt, some of that is probably this, where he's positioned as well as, as that. So, yeah, okay. it's done. It's probably just frustration all around. Frustration for us in not seeing the best of him and frustration for him, I would reckon, that he's just not involved in the game, really. Absolutely. And and mm-hmm. I think, you know, yes, fans will talk about, you know, he had the one season, but that one season was out of kilter with other seasons that he'd had. But that one season, he played down the middle and he had, yes, there was the partnership with, with Martin um, and Semenyo. And, and I know he was sort of playing wide of the three as well at times but you, you've got to look and get the best out of your players and, I, and I'll, I'll go on Tommy Conway so Tommy I've given a five um yeah you know you, you've we know we know what an absolute talent Tommy Conway is but we're not getting the best out of him playing in that low so me lone striker role so you know with with both of those yeah mix it up play it as a two play it with Andy Vyman and, and and Tommy as a two um, but but if not, then unfortunately for me, Andy would be the one that would sit out in the Borough game as a starting point. You know, you've got to bring in Taylor Gardner-Hickman and you've got to have Jason Knight playing further forward uh, if you're going to go with that same type of shape. Um, 
<clears throat> Anis Metti, I, I went five. As I say, you know, I, I, I liked a lot of what he was trying to do early on. Um, clearly sort of frustrated and, and finding his feet. I do still believe there's a, a player that we could have, um, you know, in there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it didn't work out yesterday. Uh, and then the final one, Sam Bell, uh, I've gone six, Sam, you know, he got, he got involved a couple of opportunities should have done better with the pass and the cross, but at least was getting involved in showing that intent. So for the period that he was on like the, the uh, sort of 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. I've gone six for Sam. Um, so clearly Rob, Rob Dickey, man of the match. Um, and that's, the fourth man of the match for Rob Dickey and maybe it says something for our season so far that from a man of the match perspective Zach Viner's had four and I know this is only our ratings Zach Viner's had four Rob Dickey's had four Max has had one uh, and then you're looking at Jason Knight two Sykesy two Matty James one Naismith one and Gardner Hickman one so none of our attacking players get man of the match which kind of does feel like the season's been really, doesn't it? It's been more of a a defensive foundation that, that we've had. Before we come to Liam Manning's score, we forgot yep. at the start to take uh, our, our a rating. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of sits in your responsibilities. If you look at the it race. Does. I, I apologize. I should have said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's a shame, but um, I, th- I, I didn't make a note of what you've said so far, but I think. Thanks, Thanks for paying attention. I think, I think it felt like a 5.4. Tim, for you? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was six, six maybe for our defensive work was was that, but attacking, we were the poor, weren't but we? The, so what was your team team time. average? Um, yeah, probably 5.5. Five like a good score for the back guys and a poor score for the front guys. Yeah. So, Brings it down. So, so it, five point nine two. Yeah, um, and that's because there were there were only I mean well there there were a few fives up front, um, but Rob Dickey's eight sort of makes a difference. Yeah, um, yeah. From that okay. point of view, so I mean, yeah. at, at the end of the day, in the cold light of day, it was a it was a draw away from home and a clean sheet, yeah. which yeah, boosts, exactly boosts numbers a little bit. You know, and, 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 and as you read Sorry. it out, it's you know um, zero goal difference. That's that's clearly where mm-hmm. they need to work on, isn't it? You know, yeah. you can see you've got those strong defensive foundations with other players to come in, in the likes of May Smith, Rob Atkinson, Ross McCrory. So now let's, yeah, Liam, let's let's concentrate on the offensive side of things and uh, see that front foot attacking football that we're, we're being yeah. promised. But I didn't expect that to materialise in two and a half days. <laughs> yeah, just, just a footnote for me on the, on, on the game. But in those horrible, bitty games like that, last season or maybe the season before we'd have lost that game yeah and that's the difference and people you know I'll give one little legacy shout out to to Nigel Pearson and the coaching staff there he's brought that much more harder to beat um, ethos into the club because that's still his part of it so we can thank Nigel I think for that side of it now hopefully Liam Manning can work on the other side of it and get us to pass the ball and get on that front foot. That's the bit that's missing, isn't it, for us at the moment? Yeah, good yeah. check. Um, right, Matt, Liam Manning. Gone six for Liam. Um, it's a point away from home. He had two and a half days, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to knock him for the fact it was low on quality, and I'm not going to boost him because we've got a clean sheet. Um, 
you know, and a, and a point away from home. So, yeah, it's it's a six. He pre-match, will know pre-match, post-match more. interviews on the touchline afterwards. Yeah, all, all of that, all of what we want to say, I think it speaks very, very well. Um, very slight point for me, being really picky, but in the the club video that I've seen, um, he spends a, time, a lot of time looking down at the ground as opposed to looking sort of at Dave Barton or or, or up. So just a little footnote there for me that um, just as a, an authoritative figure, which he is obviously for the club. Uh, yeah, look down the lens, Liam, and let him know, know what it's about. Um, but yeah, I think he speaks really well, Patrick. From from the moment I've heard everything that he said, a lot of the videos I've watched, some of his, his sort of um, tactical videos that he's, he's put out, I like what I see. I like what I see of Chris Hogg. But with any manager, fundamentally, it will be what we see on the pitch. And the club have made this decision and have made the decision that they want it to be aligned and they've got a strategy from youth through to the you know the academy all the way through in the way they want to play. You know, or everyone's come out, Tins, John Lansdowne, Liam Manning saying this front foot attacking football. We have to see that. And if we don't see that, then absolutely you will expect there to be the detractors and, and some, some negative comments. Um, but in, again, I'll go back to it. In two and a half days, you can overload the players. You can only work on certain things. And if they even, only work... Even two and a half weeks, Matt, that's not set yeah, the expectation exactly. that everything no, will be no, sorted right. by two weeks' time. You're absolutely right. But some of what I've read from, from actually people that I've got a lot of time for um, and and some of the comments are just so out of touch with you know what what should be the case really. Um, yes, it was a game low on quality, absolutely no doubt about that. Yes, it's ninety five minutes of my life I won't get back again. Totally agree. But as I say, it's a point away from home. We looked very solid at the back. It wasn't like we were being peppered, and it was the Alamo. So there were positives from that point of view. Um, so yes, you know, as as Lee said, calm down, everyone. Let's just take it for what it was yesterday. It's a point we've gone away um, with a club with a new manager, and that does often happen have a, a, a bounce, especially at home. And I thought credit to the Rangers fans because they they had the place rocking um, at various times. Um, I have to have a word with Jerry as well for next season's away ticket if we don't go up and they don't go down to try and get somewhere in the middle because I always find myself to the left-hand side with that Moroccan guy with his rattle, <laughs> his rattle flag and his, <laughs> his Vuvuzela type thing. Mm. So, yeah, I need to make sure I'm not in blocks Y2 or Y3. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not, you know, you, you just can't make any kind of opinion on, on yesterday's game, can you, in terms of the Liam Manning era? You've got to give the bloke time. And Nigel Pearson talked about it when he came in of having the three-year plan. So, um, you know, let, let's not expect Liam Manning to turn things around. And I'll say it now, if we finish in and around where we are now, and we can see progress in terms of trying to play more attacking and having a better plan, fine, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, you know, I know John Lansdowne came out and feels that we've we've got a squad that are capable of, of getting into the Premier League. I disagree with that slightly. I do think we are missing... A, a physical presence central midfield and a physical presence up top. But with that and with the other players coming back injured, we've definitely got a top 10 squad and definitely a squad that should be pushing for eighth, seventh, sixth, and then who knows what happens. So, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I've got a few tweets to read through. Uh, Dean Allen, a point for Bristol City at QPR from a game of little quality and cutting edge. One assumes Liam Manning will use the international break to instill his ideas on the team instead of giving them another holiday. Too early to judge, but that won't stop some people. Um, we've also got some comments I've read out part of Chris Chards. Uh, some of our keyboard warrior fans need to get behind our team and not continually moan. Def not a pen for Sam Bell from where I was right on the pitch side. We were lucky ref didn't spot the two handballs we did in the penalty area or result could have been different. Cam, my man of the match. Matt Stratford, uh, we really miss Naki Wells at the moment in his movement. Is sadly missed and a target man to get hold of the ball. Love Tommy, but last four games, not the best. Um, Matt Burke saw you and Matt a few rows in front of me, was going to ask what you would talk about on the podcast because there wasn't much to report. <laughs> well, we've we've managed to go for an hour, so we've done all right, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's some some total just scrolling through. Lots of debate about the, the Sam Bell incident. Um, I think I retweeted a tweet which showed that and lots of lots of different comments on that a lot saying Sam Bell should be scoring a lot saying he was pushed but yeah inconclusive I think on that one and be interesting to hear what Sam Bell thinks as well but there we go right okay so we've got the international break now um and yeah it'd be interesting to see some of the Robins uncuts I'm sure no doubt over you'd expect over... to see a, a, yeah, a lot and, and again credit to the the media team um yeah I think we said that in the week, didn't we? That, it did, um, yeah. it's, it's been really good, some of what you've seen. Um, I just want to say as well, Patrick, again, a few comments that I've seen um, about us as a podcast being pro pro the club. Um, 100%, 100% I'm pro the club. Um, and I don't know why, why people would think you wouldn't. Surely every Bristol City fan is pro the club. So, you know, let's get the, the myth that um, we wouldn't criticise the the club or the ownership or the players because that absolutely isn't the case. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that on board that, that me as a member of this podcast, I'm 100% pro the club because I want to see us do well. Um, well said. But, well yeah. said. Okay, um, right. Coming up on Monday, um, well, probably Tuesday for listeners, but uh, we're going to record episode 200 of the regular show, how it all started, eight plus years ago uh and that is going to be filmed on location at stake of the art where we often would would record with with guests we had uh in there dean edwards ian matthews from kasabian uh justin lee collins which was a great episode gareth chilcott uh so stake of the art just celebrated 10 years if you haven't been down to Stake of the Art, please do get down there on the harbour side. So they just Absolutely yeah, lovely. Yeah. celebrated 10 years. So we're going to record an episode in there. And our guests will be Joe Sims, uh, who will be a month into his tenure on BBC Radio Bristol Breakfast. And someone that uh, Tim will be more familiar with than I. And that's Raf Thomas Edwards, the captain of the Bristol Flyers, Tim. Uh, yeah, yeah. Top, top going. I uh, do enjoy watching the Flyers in the last few seasons. I made my debut, not, not playing, obviously, um, but <laughs> <Thank> watching <laughs> last Sunday. First time I've ever been, and I absolutely loved it. I can definitely yeah. see the appeal, but I just don't think my wife uh, will be too impressed if I start following the Flyers as well mm-hmm. as City home and away. <laughs> yeah. I, I think 
my lad Charlie absolutely loves going to the basketball, so I'm still parenting when I'm watching. So ah, it's right, good, good yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do that then, Patch. Yeah, I might try that angle. Roman and Ivy. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, see if that goes. Yeah, no, that'd be interesting. But yeah, looking forward to to doing that episode 200 um, of of and the mate, regular huge, show. Huge congratulations to you, Rich, and and, and obviously, um, you know, Mike as well for putting in that shift. And yeah, you know, I know I'm I'm very fortunate to be part of the the Robins review, but um, you know, the the other pods that you do, the regular show, and obviously the Robins reunited, brilliant. So massive credit to to you, Rich, and and, and to Mike as well. Yeah, thanks, mate. And um, yeah, just looking at the stats of the podcast so uh this will be episode 451 so if you you take 200 away from that you've got 251 there's about 26 robins reviews slash bonus shows uh sorry robins reunited so that leaves the rest which is the lion's share of uh of podcasts with you so you've had uh you've had quite an impact on the podcast matt so thank you very much for that Bristol City, mate, and we've all can got you stuff believe, to talk about. Can you believe we've done over two hundred and twenty odd? Well, I, I'm trying to reviews think, of games. It was it was that Huddersfield game was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, um, four four one defeat. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm trying to think. He was even in charge then. Was that um, God Lee knows. Johnson or maybe? Any, yeah, no, it would must, have been Lee Johnson. Must have been because yeah. we talked about him leaving. Of course, it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know what? Forty six games a season. So we've um, been through managers, cup, cup Lee games. Johnson, Dean Holden, Dean Holden Nigel, Nigel and, Pearson. Yeah, and now we're with Liam. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and Curtis, I guess, from uh and Curtis. Um, yeah. You know, what one is an official interim manager, but he he obviously stood in for Nigel throughout his sort of COVID problems and stuff, didn't he? So yeah. Excellent. Well, Tim, you made your um what yeah. do we call it? Uh, cup debut in the Nigel Pearson podcast, yeah. but your full debut today. So congratulations yeah. and thank you very much. Come into with nothing that happened in the first forty-five minutes. <laughs> it's not bad, though, is it? For to talk for over an hour with Patch having two notes from the first half, or... <laughs> and, and I managed to get two notes. He did well. To be fair. Exactly. Yeah, I I was sort of sat there on on the upper tier leaning up leaning on the balcony from the front row just thinking right i can't make a note about the airplanes going over what else can no. i make a note about yeah. um but yeah you've got to say that as well incredible support yesterday again um and you know and i know i'm sort of saying about opinions of anything else but it, it was fabulous there's one one guy sat behind me who did not stop singing and clapping the entire game yeah one um, one yeah. one chant that um went on for about three minutes i think i can't remember what it was but I, we were certainly joining in with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, like the a... red the red army one was going on yeah red for, army that was it yeah. it was a red army chant yeah we just yeah. kept going on that one for, for quite some time and that was the sort of thing that i think right everybody get behind this this yeah. could end in a end in a goal and you then yeah. you feel you know feel part of it but yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right to home games wouldn't you because you're wasting yeah yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And my, my lad who's nine absolutely loves the away games. Yeah. Because he's, he's starting to get to know all the songs, the ones he shouldn't do as well as the ones he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just said, don't tell don't sing them at home. Don't basically. say to your mum, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. We, we were talking, Dar- Darren, one of um, our friends joined us yesterday for the trip and he was sort of talking about one of the first games he took his lad to. Um, 
And there was some very, very choice language from a bloke that was stood by his lad. He was very young at the time. And when he got him, his mum was like, oh, do you enjoy that? And he said, yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And mum, this bloke behind us kept shouting out F in C. It's like, <laughs> ah, right, okay. But yeah, sadly, that is a colourful language is part and parcel of it. But yeah, tre- tremendous support again from all those that travelled. And, and I know not everyone can travel. Um, and there will be a lot that have, have, you know, gone in on Robin's TV, listened to it on the radio. Um, so, yeah, absolutely fantastic support. And now let's, you know, Middlesbrough at home in a few, couple of weeks' time. Let's get down there. Let's get fully behind Liam Manning. You know, I love Nigel Pearson. I think some people got confused as to whether I wanted him there or not. I absolutely did. I didn't want to see him sack, sacked. Um but he has been, or relieved of his duties, whatever way you want to look at it, he has been. There's no point harping back now. We've got to look forward. Liam Manning is here, um, and let's get behind him and, and Chris Hogg and see where we can go. Yeah, we always start the podcast with our talk club check-in. Um, I was a six, you were a six, and Tim yep. was a 6.5. I'm probably a 7.5 now. Um, it really helps talking talking about football, talking about something we love. So yeah. um, hopefully you guys have, have gone up a, a number as as well as a result of the conversation absolutely as well as people listening you we get a lot of comments about about that so um and actually yeah again we should say thanks to everybody that listens because you know listening to us drone on in our opinions um it's not for everybody but we only ever do it because we love it and we only ever give our opinion based on what we see in front of us and our love for the, the club isn't it so yeah excellent right go over to x slash twitter follow us at 3piapc and yeah we'll be back with episode 200 and then uh the robins review of middlesbrough sunday week so yeah take care everyone thanks for listening thanks take care thanks tim take care everyone thank you